So I was going to the same barbers for 20 plus years in Leighton. Big up Michaels in Leighton. Uh, my guy, Nicasso. Yeah, his name's Nick, but Nicasso in Baker's Arms. And then he's now working from his own apartment. So he's cutting hair from home. So in between moving and uh, keeping to the same barber I've had all these years, because you know how important it is to sort of stick with the same person. I've, uh, I went to one Turkish donut around here and he was all right. So, yeah, you can't really go. Well, you can go wrong. I've had some. I've been cut before my cheek. That was all blood running down my cheek when I got a shape up. Razor shot cut throats. Boss, and I was like, no, he probably marked me. And I've got like a, like a scar. Like he just got bottled. <laughs> he glassed. He glassed. <laughs> Wet up, got wet up with a blade in it. <laughs> what would like Chisora real quick? He glassed me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, we're, we're rolling, man. We are live. We're live. It's just the, the two amigos, the original one two punch. It is that Petit and Vieira combination back again with another banging episode. Yeah, man. Big up, big up everyone listening. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. And big up the other two who can't be here today. Big up um, Ash. I forgot the other one's name. Yeah, no, big up Ryan. No, I, Ryan. I could never forget Ryan. I can't forget Ryan. That's BBK. I know it's not BBK, but... Um, to be fair, he's got his own podcast, so we don't really need to big him up that much, in it. Fuck Ryan. No, joking. I like, I like I like Ryan on the pod, it's man. I like business, his Ryan. It's just business. I, I like his cynicism. I like his like he's he he'll say it straight like straight no chaser. Like he'll just say you no. Know, that's now that you've mentioned that. Yeah, I gotta say I do think that Ryan has some low key genius opinions. Like he says some things that are like a bit out there. Yeah, but yeah, when he yeah. uses it, and in, you're just like, oh, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having him on, man. Mm. You need that in life. And I think nowadays, with so much yes men and sheep on social media, you need people to be like, no, actually, that's a terrible idea. Or actually, this is going to happen. Or I feel this should happen. So it's important to be free thinking, forward thinking. Hopefully everyone listening is forward thinking. I don't have my earphones today, so hopefully Cal's picking me up with the uh, the HD sound. You're looking, you're looking very HD with the trim, looking very smart. Looking Cheers, suave, my, my friend. Sounding, sounding very crispy, I must say. Um, so whatever built-in uh, sound card you've got there, built-in mic, built-in headphones, it's all giving a, a very crisp sound right here on my cans. Wicked, 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 um, wicked. And yeah, yeah, you're look, looking very casual yourself, I'd say. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't only say like you probably didn't just come from the barbers like I did, so maybe not like razor, razor sharp right now. But, um, yeah, man, like, cash, chilling, T-shirt, you know what I mean? Chilling at home, you know, why not? Yeah, that's it, that's it. Well, I just jumped out of the shower, so uh, definitely a Saturday day off, just doing nothing today. Although I have been doing mad bits, putting the... Uh, just moving clothes. I don't know about you, but clothes everywhere, man. It's like, you know, from the, you know, you work in the week and then you just put stuff down and you just a mass mess over the week. And it's just like, oh, I'll do it on the weekend, I'll do it on the weekend, so... This weekend, my wife and I are taking clothes to the charity shop, putting away all our clothes, trying to sell stuff on Depop, trying to sell clothes that I don't want, but are still nice. 
Um, and then we got that's, that's a great move. Yeah, man. Well, trying to... I, would, I, sold, I was going to sell some clothes and then all of a sudden people just disappear. Like they message you saying, yeah, we want to buy this, we want to buy that. And you think, yeah, do it through PayPal because you don't want to be paying the, the charge through Depop and everything. And then they just disappear. I don't know if they got scared off because I said PayPal. And I'm trying to sell a CD player. I've got this proper good... Uh, I think it's a Re- Regina, Regina CD player. Um, and they go for like two, three bills second hand. Wow. Yeah, man. It was. I remember that brand. I used to think they was there was like a subpar brand. To be fair, but no, I'm saying it's... two, three bills. That 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 must be a decent unit. I've seen them going on eBay for a lot, and then so I've I've tried to shift it for one fifty, and people on Gumtree are popping up saying, "Yeah, I want to buy it. I want to buy it." And um, but it's a bit long at the minute. Just people want your people want your home address to post it or. People just don't message you, so keep going, man. That's the hustle, you know. You just gotta keep uh, keep listing it, keep looking for opportunities, and have you eventually ever, it will go. Have you ever sold? Have you ever like gone to meet people to buy or sell things off Gumtree or eBay? Like met met them at a busy station or met them. Yeah, and, yeah. It's it's like a sometimes they get a bit booky and they feel like a drug transaction and <laughs> they think you're gonna bump them or hustle them or something. I remember one. One posh guy coming down from Squish Cottage to meet me at Leighton Stone McDonald's once to buy <laughs> like a little. Uh, do you remember PDAs back in the day? Personal digital assistant. Um, so it's like it's like a almost like before the tablets took off and we had the iPads. You had these little yeah, PDAs yeah, 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 with a little yeah. stylus, like a little pen that you kind of pull out yeah, and you yeah, tap yeah, on yeah, the yeah. So I had one of those, yeah, and I was trying to make a little flip on it, and I was selling it for like fifty quid. And the guys come down, but I remember just speaking to the guy on the phone, and firstly. And I was, and he was like, yeah, uh, yes, do you still have the device? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got the device. He's like, oh, I can tell that you're black. You can always tell when you're speaking to a brother on the phone. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, mate, you're black. Is that what you said? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, right, you're black and you sound like that. I couldn't tell I was speaking to a brother, but there you go, innit? Uh, he was black as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swiss cottage, brother. Come Swiss cottage, getting that, getting that Swiss cheese, getting that Swiss cheese. Mate, it's nice up there. If you're living in Swiss cottage, you got cheddar. You know what I'm saying? Swish Cottage cheese. That's it. That Fulham money. That Fulham, that, that back saying? the Prem money. I mean, that Mohammed Al-Fired type of money right there. Uh, yeah, so anyway, you met him, yeah? Did you Did you? Um, you do the deal? Actually, that transaction didn't work out, to, be, to tell you the truth. Uh, he, kind of, he kind of started umming and ahhing. He had second thoughts, and he didn't take it. And it was just one of them ones where it's like, look, man, I'm not here trying to, you know what I mean? I'm yeah, not here yeah, trying yeah. to put some long back and forth bar. The price is the price. Are you going to pay it or you don't want to pay it? That's what I'm saying. I hate when I've, I've taken bits, like I've sold bits, and the last minute they go, oh, I've only got I've just got Jackie on the line. All right, I'll let it go. Sorry, go on. £20 short. If they're £20 short or £10 short and try and bump you, it's like, no, come on, man. But sometimes you just want to get rid of it and you just think, oh. So, yeah, I've been trying to sell them clothes. Uh, Depop. So well, you got like a little machine or a little Ralph or you know what I mean something a little wavy going there. Yeah, I got a, well, I got I got a, well the guy that worked. So you know Iceberg when they used to have all the Mickey Mouse and Popeye yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah? they colla- they collaborated with a designer called um, uh, Castabajac. He's like a, I think he's a French designer, and I've got one of his polo jumpers with a smiley, you know. So it's it's not Iceberg, but it's the guy that worked with Iceberg. I've got like cameras, binoculars. I've got some Dolce & Gabbana what? trainers from 2003. What? No, two, 2004, something Vintage. like that. What? Ralph Lauren. 
I've well, got after some... we had this conversation, sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, I've got some like, uh, oh, bro, that's my doorbell. That's my door. <laughs> Get it. Oh, Answer the door. Is that, Answer is that door. Jackie like, turning up on my door? All right, all right. yeah, yeah. yeah keep telling over. the listeners what you got. Right. So, Beer Rap and Banner podcast listeners, obviously, you can hit us up at, at Beer Rap Bants and don't forget the football podcast play on. Um, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about there's a lot of music dropping. Uh, the highlights for the music. I'm feeling that new Conway the Machine, uh, and I knew, and I know what else dropped. Um, the pot of paper tape dropped, which feels like more like a mixtape as he's come out of prison. But we're going to talk about that. Um, he's going to talk about uh, possible uh, Povetkin and White rematch. We have got family of Brianna Taylor. Loads of things to talk about, man. Oh, that was hard work. Do you know how hard it is to do a podcast on your own and just chat shit? Flipping hell, Cal saved me, man. Mm. You get the door. Yeah, it wasn't even Jackie. It was just some delivery guy. Loads huh. of fucking deliveries stacked up. For you? Um, Stacking nah, up? Nah, not me. Just like for someone in the uh, in the property. It looks like, unless it's one of those Hollywood ones where he's an assassin and he's going to whack someone and I've just let him in. He just he just says, I've got a delivery for somebody and he pulls out a <laughs> PP7 with a silencer in it. Silencer. Shoot man in the, the face. And then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're down, you're down for like accompanying by letting them in and shit, and he'll be Accomplice. like, "Shit, Fred's knocking at my door. They've gone through the records and they can see that they rang my doorbell, and I'm the one to let them in." Jeez. Well, these doorbells nowadays are picking up so much footage of um, people getting robbed, people beat, like robbing stuff. It's a, uh, it's a mad time. Everything you do is being watched. We're the most watched people. Well, in London, anyway. You lot are in London. I'm not in London anymore. So. The voyeurism is real. Yeah, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing and a bad thing, you know, sort of. I just see the negative. I can't see anything positive. Well, you want to be safe, obviously, and you should think that if there was an, if there was a major issue or incident, it would be uh, spotted or dealt with. But then at the same time, you're not able to move freely around as you'd like. I don't think cameras... Like, the thing about security is um, the security measures we take are a preventative measure yeah, it's a deterrent. It's not actually something that's going to stop someone. So, you know, you can have a sign that says, you know, we have a dog, beware, do not enter the property. You can have a camera that said that, you know, that is a bait in a place where it looks like it's filming. And somebody can just be like, well, fuck the dog and fuck the camera. I'm still going to come and do what I want to do, you know. So in, in that respect, I don't know. I just don't like to be monitored, man. I feel like it's an invasion on, on privacy and an yeah. erosion of my human right to privacy. We've um, um, so everything though, we've got no more privacy. Like your phone, your phone picks up things that you say. Like even our phones are off now. They're still picking up things that we're saying. That's been proven. Uh, our information's been shared and sold on. That's been proven. Um, people that have got Alexa and on all these search devices, that's picking up everything you're saying. That's been proven. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. unless you're off the grid unless you're living in Epping Forest in a hut or you're living in the outback you're off the grid everyone knows where you are trust me this is, this is the end game for us isn't it if, if, if you really want your privacy you need to go and move to a mountain in Tibet and become a Buddhist monk jeez that jeez. is the end game but um, yeah. I, I did want to I did want to go, go back onto these things that you were shutting man and I was thinking now that you now that you've kind of put it out there It'd probably be kind of cool 
if you shared your listing on the BRB channels in case any one of our listeners thinks, oh, what, you got some exclusive polo, something by a French designer and you got like some D&G trainers and you got like, and, and you know what? And sometimes it's when you know someone, you're happy to buy things from them. So hopefully mm. one of our listeners will think, yeah, I'll buy it off of Ben and, and, and that, that'll shift your items, man. Yeah, put, well, put something on the Twitter, whatever it is, you know. If people are on, if people are on Depop, it's at Clobber Club London, C-L-O-B-B-E-R, Clobber as in clothes, Clobber Club, C-L-U-B-L-D-N. So that's Clobber Club London, just that's selling some, some. That's some proper East End talk there, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, geezer. I'll sell you. I'll sell you a, a Ralph Lauren gilet. <laughs> I'm so common. I used to call it a gillet. <laughs> I do like. I, 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 could, I was I wearing a gillet a, earlier, actually. I could sell a gillet to skillet and watching billet. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> no. If you, if you don't feel it, he might just bin it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's talk about these. Let's talk about these topics, man. What do you, what do you want to kickstart on, man? So, uh, get the maybe get the the more um, somber topics out of the way first. You know, we do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brianna Taylor. So, I think everybody should be aware of the Brianna Taylor situation in the states. Mm-hmm. The, um, the lovely lady uh, who was just um, you know minding her own business in her home, and police kicked down the door, and she ended up getting shot. And it, the worst part is it was it was a mistake, a case of mistaken identity. They mm. kicked down looking for someone and it wasn't her and she ended up being uh, murdered by the authorities. Um, and uh, the happy ending to the story, if it is a happy ending, is that her family are going to receive a £12 million settlement from the city of Louisville. Um, so, well, $12 million and £9.3 million, it says here in an article from... GRM Daily, shout out to Posty and them and it. Um, so apparently, in addition to the settlement, uh, Louisville will also implement a number of police reforms, including how officers handle warrants. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the police didn't find any drugs in Taylor's home, and her death sparked months of protests across the city, um, and including. Uh, protesters across the globe demanding justice for Brianna in the Black Lives Matter protests. Um, and, you know, yeah, her mum, Tamika Palmer, filed a lawsuit against the three officers involved. There was a huge, there's been a huge social media campaign that I've seen for arresting the officers that killed Brianna Taylor. Um, one of them shot 10 rounds blindly. Um, he ended up getting fired in June. Um, that was Hankinton. Uh, Cosgrove and Mattingly also opened fire and they've been placed under administrative leave but none of the officers involved have been charged that is ridiculous that is mad that they've not even been charged with murder mm. manslaughter or anything it's... firing off shots killing someone and then you just get uh, you get on a little administrative leave like paid leave mad thing. but you know the settlement for the family that's something that that is 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 the state admitting their wrongdoing, and mm. you know I guess there's some kind of justice being served there with the financial settlement being paid out, um, mm. and uh, a social justice organisation called Until Freedom has released a statement saying no amount of money will bring back Brianna Taylor, um, 
And then it says, true justice is not served with cash settlements. We need those involved in her murder to be arrested and charged. We need accountability. We need justice. I couldn't agree more. Definitely, definitely. We're just sort of just to send a prayers out to everyone uh, who may have lost someone. And as well in the news, just like literally today, I know there was a shooting in uh, New York in New Rochelle, I think. And then also the forest fires in uh, LA. I know there's a lot of, lot of issues going on in LA. So just out, people listening in America, keep your head, man, to keep going, keep positive, and hopefully we can get you through the pod and get you through the day. Um, yeah, two dead and 14 injured in a mass shooting in Rochester, sorry, New York, at a house party. Uh, apparently, don't really know the ins and outs, but fucking hell, man. It's all gone mad. It's all gone mad. Fresh off the press, that news there, yeah? Yeah, that was, a. I think, just literally just looked onto it earlier today, but we just hope that everyone stays safe. And also, everyone stays safe all over the country, washing their hands, um, wearing their face masks. I saw a like a, a meme of uh, had four different people wearing uh, face masks. Uh, so the first person they did face mask on, and it says this person believes in science. Then it had another picture, and, and they weren't wearing a face mask, and it says denies science. Science denial. Yeah, the, the <laughs> third picture had the face mask on, on, but the, the nose exposed, and it says doesn't understand science. And then it had someone with their face mask underneath their chin. So not covering their mouth or nose, and it said this person believes in magic. <laughs> so wear your face mask, people. Wear your face mask on the train. Wear your face mask on the bus. Wash your hands. Eat your veg. Stay healthy. Um, you know, and just save people. That's it. I'm wearing a face mask every day, bloody, for my journey to and from man work. It's 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 a madness. It's a madness. It's not comfortable, but it needs to be done. Yeah, I think that's the. Um... I think that's the, the sensible viewpoint. It's not comfortable, but it needs to be done. I was wearing my face mask on public transport earlier, getting the bus up to the barbers and back. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I actually don't care to wear a mask all the time, but I understand that it's a measure that it's a, it's, it, that the government has asked us to do. And yeah. so, you know, uh, I don't have a big problem with complying with that shit. Man. No, that's not I think especially on the underground, I think especially on the buses, on the underground, on the overground, um, I... If people want to wear them out and about, that's fine. If people are wearing them during work, obviously, you're, if you're a hair barber, hairdresser, nail technician, you're um, visiting people's houses, then, yeah, definitely you should wear it as well. Um, so pick up all my barbers who are taking safety procedures and just, you know, just everyone, just keep washing your hands and stay safe, man. It's not over. In fact, this is going to be the second, maybe the second wave. They're talking about these bubbles six people at one time in a house but but then you can go but then you can go uh, you can go to work and you can go and watch a sports match or you can go out I don't know it's all a bit all a bit backwards in a minute I mean I've heard talk about a second wave and uh, new lockdown restrictions coming in um, I don't know man everything's a bit um it just seems like it's a bit like things haven't been handled properly just because we, we had the benefit of seeing other countries be hit by the virus before we have been. Mm. So we have the benefit of experience. We got to see how they handled it. And maybe you'd think we could have learned from that and we could have handled our situation a bit better. I was looking at the stats the other day. And do you yeah. remember when 
everything first broke out over here in I think it was about February, March when things first broke out for us in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it first started in China in like December, January, and then it spread to other countries. And we were looking at Italy thinking, wow, these lot are F. Italy, th- the situation in Italy was crazy. People dropping like flies. The numbers mm-hmm. were really high. And I had a look the other day and compared us to Italy. We've actually got more deaths than they had in Italy now. Meaning that although theirs was bad at the start, they managed to get a lid on it and contain it. And we haven't handled it as well as they have. Um, even though we got hit after they did. Um, so I'm just a little disappointed in the slow response from the government to deal with mm. this, man. But, you know. Let's see how it, let's see how it pans out. So everyone don't get too gassed. Well, you think maybe we can all play our part in it. Maybe, you know, people in Italy were all washing their hands and, and staying at home when they were told to. And we weren't. And that's it, that's, that's it. That's what Speaking of um, speaking of China, we have got this story. I'm just going to flow with this one, Cal. John Boy- John Boyega uh, quits Joe Malone ambassador role following Chinese ad controversy. Now I saw this. Now this is where uh, he's one of our own Hollywood he's star. He's one of our own. He's one, he's one of our own. John Boyega. He's one of our own. He'd be a good James Bond, you know. He'd be a good James Bond. Do you think he'd, he'd like, be a better like... James Bond than Idris? You'd be like, I'll have a Hennessy, shaken but not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> See, why you got to go there, man? You got... <laughs> no ice. No, you got... Do you, have Hennessy? Do you have Hennessy with ice? No, you have Hennessy neat, didn't you? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, just... neat. No ice, man. Just straight, straight Henny, no chaser. Um, no, um, would he make a good James Bond? Honestly, I don't think so. Because he's not old enough, do you think? Idris has got that... I mean, you that... could... Like a young Bond. You could write a script and you could make it work. But I just think, me personally, I think James Bond has a particular image, a particular um, vibe. And if I was going to be writing a new John, uh, James Bond movie, I would want to continue that legacy that they have. I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily be inclined to want to switch it up. I think in the new one, they've got a black female um, officer or agent. So she might be like 0012 or whatever number they're going to bloody give her. Um, and so she's going to add a little bit of diversity and representation, yeah. inclusion, and all of this stuff. You know, maybe she'll be having a Hennessy with no chaser and <laughs> her phone, social media, and, 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 and they'll make themselves relevant in that way. And then Daniel yeah, yeah, Craig yeah. continue to be the traditional James Bond type of character, you know? Yeah. Well, this, this story is basically where uh, John Boyega was cut from uh, the ad campaign. There's like a video footage of, of him on a horse and then the, uh, there's another video of he's been totally dropped. So he, he says in his tweet, I've decided to step down as Joe Malone's global ambassador. When I joined the brand as their first male global ambassador last year, I created a short film we used to launch the campaign. It won the Fragrance Foundation Virtual World 2020 for Best Media Campaign. Um and it was shot, the video was shot in the Chinese market and it axed him, yeah, from all the scenes. So, uh, as well as all the other black actors, which is mad because, well, what the fuck? What's, why do that, man? Just just leave everyone in it as normal. It's the way you shot it. It's the way it is. So he's done well to step down there and raise more awareness of this. Um, do you call it Racism? 
I, I think so. I don't think there's any other way that you can look at it, really. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's quoted here saying, you know, the film celebrated my personal story showcasing my hometown, including my friends and featuring my family. Mm. Um, the decision to replace my campaign in China by using my concepts and substituting a local brand ambassador for me without either my consent or prior notice was wrong. Um, Racist as fuck. Yeah, I mean, maybe people in that part of the world just wouldn't be able to identify with seeing a black face on on a certain story, you know. So maybe the you know whoever was marketing it thinks, yeah, I understand our audience, and I know that this is what we need to do to make this campaign pop. Um, but at the same time, if it's a story that is a personal one related to him, how can you take him out of his own story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> replace it with some Chinese, replace it with some you Chinese know what I mean? bootleg. Chinese bootleg John Bayega, like some completely like short, ugly looking guy that can't act, some oh, fake rebo John Bayega that you got from DH Gate. <laughs> DH Gate John Bayega. <laughs> Oh no! Hey, we were talking about DHgate. Yeah, big up DHgate. I got my AirPods from DHgate. Yeah, all day. China, bang bang. Life. But no, we're not. We're not supporting you on this one. But we want the real, authentic John Boyega. We don't want the DHgate John Boyega. <laughs> oh man! I, I don't even know what else to say on that one, man. Uh, shout out to, to, to John Boyega because he keeps it straight South London. He speaks his mind. He had the cover of GQ in a hoodie, you know, like, come on, man. This guy just just authentic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely repping, definitely repping in uh, straight out of Peckham. So big up the South Londoners as well, man. And he's, uh, he's in Star Wars as well, isn't he? So Yeah, Star Wars done. He thought he might lose his job for uh, speaking out about the Black Lives Matter uh, issue at a public event. But it seems like he's very much still supported by his employer. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucasfilm. Big up, big up. And also, big up someone else who is all for Black Lives Matter and also helping sort of young men and women. we got... Oh, your camera's gone, Cal. doesn't matter. We're still recording. We've got Stormzy's Murky Book launches its second annual New Writer's Prize. Yeah, so... Man like, man like Stormzy has also dropped the latest video. Have you seen the video for, um, not Royal, what's it called? Superheroes. No. Ah, uh, have you seen the, you not seen the video? Mm-mm. Well, I know we learned that, so it wasn't on the notes, so forgive me, but just because no, I know we're talking about Stormzy with his uh, murky books prize, but he's dropped uh, an animated video, uh, and it's cool, and the video's Superheroes about sort of strong young men and women and, and black role models. And it's, re- it's, it's, a, it's a fucking good video, man. It's really well put together, animated video. It's a sick song. Um, I know Radio 1 have been playing it. It's a nice chilled vibe to it, um, but with a, me- with a message. And it's another strong... Do you know what he's done well? So he's jumped on these features recently with Tion Wayne and he jumped on uh, the AJ Tracy and... Heady one record, and now he's come with a, now he's come with a another anthem, another song that will transcend him. I don't know if that's the right word, but be bigger than him. That, so, no, that's a good word. That that, that is, you know, if he, if if you're transcending your genre and sort of crossing over into pop music, 
I suppose that's that's a good word for the yeah. potential that this song might have, man. Yeah, I feel um, so. Because he got yeah. he's got the um the one about um of the first album to do with to do with uh, to do with Jesus Christ and his faith. Um, Lord, uh, mm-hmm. the big song about about his faith. Anyway, that another song. Another one. Another one. Yeah, that song you can imagine being played years down the line is bigger than him. Certain records that artists put out are bigger than them. If you know what I mean, like uh, like like Skepta's Bad Energy with uh, with Wizkid, like them type of records, you feel were bigger than the artist potentially down the line. So anyway, he's dropped that. So I, I recommend everyone to go and peep the video and listen to the song. But also we put in the notes, uh, Storms is publishing imprint hashtag Murky Books has announced the launch of the second annual New Writers Prize. So he's getting. Uh, young writers between 16 to 30 in the UK and Ireland to put their stuff out and, you know, just to recognise their achievements, which is all positive. We need more diversity in our books, especially in our children's books, I found. I know there's a, I know there's a lot more being done, but it's always good to see diversity in the books. Big up, uh, yeah, big up all the teachers that are pushing that as well, sort of writing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good look, man. I just wish that they would have stretched that writing age to, from 16 to 30 to 16 to 40 because then maybe I could squeeze <laughs> in a little sound, you know what I mean, try to win my, my murky books prize. <laughs> have you ever written, have you ever thought about writing something or scripts? I know, did you do script work as well? I swear you could, because you're very creative, man. I know you've got some good ideas. I write loads of shit. I, I feel like I can write absolutely anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a few things that I'm working on, but nothing to talk about because nothing's finished in it, so... You've just put it out there, man, because I know you. Ha- I know you've got Tech Hop. Everyone should go check that out. And I know you've done some articles with uh, various films and projects that have been put out. Didn't you do the article about a film that was shot on the iPhone? Yeah. Um, shout out to Steven Soderbergh, a uh, great director um, who directed a movie shot purely on iPhones. That's um, mad. It, it, you know what it's I think you need if you're going to actually do that and try to have a huge theatrical release you need a serious amount of expertise you know here's a guy with you know big budget and a whole team editors and you know graphics guys and you know the, the whole post-production company behind it um, if you're going to do it by yourself then maybe if you're just going to do like a an online only kind of release like where yeah. If you're thinking of your consumers and they're going to be people who are just watching it on their iPhones um, and they're just watching it on iPads, then you could film something on an iPhone, man. You can film in like in 4K on the newer model iPhones and stuff like that. So it'll look really crisp. You just got to think that if, if your end product is going to be blown up and shown like in the cinema or something, um, then, you know, you need to think about how it's going to look. <laughs> Because, yeah, I think most people just trying to be a have a go hero are not really going to be able to replicate what Steven Soderbergh could do with an iPhone. Yeah, well, it's 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 the way forward, especially with cinemas only just getting back to normal now, and uh, production companies bypassing the cinemas and going straight to these streaming services, like putting out, putting out films and content straight to streaming, straight to your devices where you don't need to go to the cinemas. Um, it's still nice to go to the cinema. It's still an experience, but I know I've bought, uh, 
films or documentaries in the past where you, you, you buy it and then you get a code and then you can watch it straight to your computer or phone. Like I did the, the Bebito uh, Garcia basketball documentary, doing it in the park. And it's about the history of New York, New York basketball. And that was just straight to my straight to my device, and I can and I own it, so I can watch it anytime I got the code. So it's, it's the way it's the way forward. But yeah, Cal, get get writing, and everyone get writing out there. If you've got if you if you've uh, if you've got a story to tell, like Big said, tell it. I'm sure everyone's got a story to tell. And if you've got kids, just let them write, man. Especially boys, like why especially I, boys? Yeah, uh, because well, they're reluctant. Boys naturally are reluctant readers and writers just sort of the way it is I've, I've, I've encountered in education girls are always one reading a lot more the more you read the wider your vocabulary becomes the the wider your imagination becomes and they just write you know Good. With, that's why they never shut up and another thing fucking hell their imagination's a bit too wild isn't it <laughs> Can you imagine saying that to a girl? Fuck you know, your imagination's a bit wild, isn't it, girl? You better calm down. <laughs> so, so boys, so that's don't, why don't I, say that to a girl, by the way, boys. Yeah, you get slapped up. Get slapped up. Getting getting a slap from a woman, all you can do is just smile. You go, Yeah, I probably deserve that. Or if you get slapped, you just walk away. Shouldn't retaliate. But anyway, that's a side note. That's a problematic side note because there's there's probably some entitled females that feel like they can slap a man and he can't do nothing in return and that they take advantage of that. And in that situation, if you get slapped for no reason, that's problematic, man. Well, it's domestic. It's, yeah, it's domestic violence. But I'm not then saying punch a woman in her face. But I don't know. Some people feel different in it. But I've been I've been cracked in my face a few times, and then it's just one girl I got slapped in the face so hard, and I deserved it. I bought her and her male friends all drinks because they were breading after. They were like, oh, sorry, she didn't mean it. Uh, but, but I was like, no, nah, I deserved it. And I just bought a round of drinks and just kept it moving. What did you do to deserve it? Uh, Grabbed a bomb? No, 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 no. I didn't touch it. I was in Spain. I was in Madrid with T Sparks. Yeah, big up T Sparks. I know he's out in, in Brooklyn, I think, at the minute with his wife. He got married and I was burst. And I must have said something very, very cruddy, very mad. And um, I think she heard me. I thought she was Spanish and she heard me. That I was in English. <laughs> and then I just got a whack. And I was like, rah. And I was so burst. I was like, yeah, I deserve that. And then I said, shots. Everyone, shots for all of you. Like, yes. Like, and I just kept it moving. Like, what are you going to do? And that's a good way to diffuse that. Tension. And her friends. Her, her, a very good way to, to, to maneuver. Her guy friends weren't on it. Like, if, if, if I was to go mad, not that I would, obviously, I'm not that way inclined. I'm not like bloody Mike Tyson or nothing, but they weren't on, they weren't on swinging. No one was on swinging. So it was just, mm. they was all, they, they started to apologize for her. And then because everyone was breading, and I was like, yeah, I deserved that. I was like, nah, this is five shots or whatever, six shots. And so, yeah. Situation done. That's it. That's it. That's it. You've got to turn your negative into a positive and then. Uh, what was you talking about getting slapped up before that? Um, what was you talking about? Oh, boys writing. Just write. Everyone just write. And the more boys write. So, yeah. Cal, I look forward to reading some some bits. If you've got, send it our way. Listeners, short stories, scripts. You might want to get me and Cal in the, in, in the film or the, 
in the little acting, a little, you know, you can't afford John Baker, you can't afford DH Gate John Baker, but you can afford <laughs> the, you can afford Cal, Cal the, the dag in the market John Baker, yeah. <laughs> can't well, even afford, if they can't afford the DH Gate John Baker, maybe they can afford the dag in the market John Baker. <laughs> Super bootleg version, me. Who are we then? We're the Dagenham. What, what would we be? The the double like, the, the the Dagenham Market. What actors? We'd be. Um... Yeah, I'm the Dagenham Market John Boyega. You could be the Dagenham Market um, Danny Boy Danny. Um... Danny Dyer. Yeah, man. Oh my god. Oh, uh, brava! Oh, uh, brava! <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Danny Dyer, man. These jokes, but yeah, big up, big up. I've seen the Danny Dyer movie in a minute, actually. Um, there's a reason for that, probably because they're all. No, what was he in? Human traffic. Was it human traffic? He was in as a young. Yeah, that was it. That I heard that little part there. Okay, there's a reason. <laughs> there, there, didn't he? <laughs> He's been working hard. He's been doing the EastEnders, and um, I do think that him and Richard Blackwood did add like you know like a little edgy kind of gangster type of you That's know it. side to to, to You can be not that I watch it at the time, but you can be dagging them you yeah. can be dagging the market Richard Blackwood and I could be dagging the market yeah. Danny Dyer. And you know we've both got a story about Richard Blackwood as well, innit? You know in the old it, episode or, or, or is it Wolford Market? The oh, Wolford Market Danny take Dyer, a bow take a bow market, son take a bow Richard Wolford Blackwood Market Wolford Market. We've both we've both got our old uh, our old Richard Blackwood story if if People that have been listening to the podcast for a long time will know the, the story of... <laughs> I don't think they want to hear your Richard Blackwood story. <laughs> Do you remember what I said when I was... When I, I was, remember. When I was chopping that thing and he, and he popped up on the screen on a desktop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I see, I see Richard Blackwood's smiley face and this is like 2002 or something and the peak man, man had the... Uh, Mama used to say, Jay. <laughs> oh, that's so, that is such an oh, thought he could rap. Yeah, but you nutted. You I nutted a, looking into his yeah, eyes. I didn't nut, yeah, I did not. <laughs> I did not and look at Richard Blackwood in the face on the desktop. That would have been peak. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I would have felt violated. Oh, that is an absolute madness. No, I think I was too burst to nut. <clears throat> I can't even remember. It's so long ago. Back in the days. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Yeah. Zach would used to link the longest chick in the ends back in the day. Wow, what a G. Shout out to Richard Blackwood. Um, what else we got? Talking about Richard Blackwood and him doing that mama used to say rhythm. They kind of that time they kind of said he was like the UK version of Will Smith, the UK answer to Will Smith. I like it. I like it. I like how you did it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Segway. Segway. And we've also got this this uh, interesting story about Will Smith listing the French, the French, the French, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ah, the whole segway's done now, isn't it? It's done. I say it up nice, and then I fucked up the execution. Bomber Clark backside. <laughs> that's the that's that's that, that's the that's the DH gate the Fre- the French Prince of Bel Air that's the that's the fake bootleg. <laughs> oh my days, the French <laughs> like a little model set in it, French Prince of Bel Air. Um, so Will Smith lists the Fresh Prince of Bel Air mansion on Airbnb. Can you imagine? Yeah, chipping in with your mates 
to have like a little weekend and you you can literally go and move in to the Bel Air family home. That is amazing. The, the authentic mansion from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That would be dope. That would be dope. There's there's a good picture of uh, all of them who've been reunited, uh, about thirty years on or so, or so, and um, everyone looks good. Everyone everyone's aged well. Um, yeah. Guess how much the price is though. For what one night? Yeah. How many beds? How many? How how much would you guess it would be? I mean, it's a big ass mansion, isn't it? So. I'd say where is it? Is it in, where is it in Atlanta? I'd say. Uh, I don't know, hundred dollars, hundred, uh, hundred fifty, two hundred dollars each. So what you get is you get to stay on one of the wings of the home, and if you book for five nights, then you get it for thirty dollars a night, which is twenty three pound per night. Bloody hell! Imagine that. that so is, how, however, yeah. it's probably split between rooms, isn't it? It's probably like if there's five rooms, then. Each room has to pay £23, probably, I would guess. That's nothing. Do you know you can do an Airbnb in a castle? You can do castles where you can stay. There's like 12-room castles. This is the the future, man. You can go out and experience life for for a very cheap amount of money. Like, wherever that that mansion is. But you could actually get a flight and go out there and just have that experience of staying in the mansion from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Shoot a little music video or something. Like, get some... Some really nice pictures for the gram. You know? And it would be a cost-effective, cheap holiday. All in for like a bag. You'd have to shoot a video or shoot something in there as well. Like, um, I know that Jonah Lucas did a Will Smith uh, homage, didn't he? That he could have shot that there. That would have been good. That would have been dope idea, yeah. They could do the film there. But, um, yeah, that's deep, man. That's deep. I like the look of that. I like the look of that. I would just um, want to chill in that lounge, like that famous lounge that you've seen for years and years and years. Um, the one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where Uncle Phil would be there and Jeffrey and the whole family. Like the amount of dramas that have happened on that set that were just, you know, etched in your memory, you know? Ah, man. I'd want to chill. I, I'd want to chill in the, uh, like the pool house, you know, where him and him and um, Colton got a bit older and they moved out of the house and they moved into their own little own little yeah yeah, that, yeah. in the swimming pool. That's, that's when they, that's when they got grown. That's when they started linking things and started to get in the deep. It says there's a pool area and an outdoor lounge, and I wonder if the outdoor lounge is the pool house, or if an outdoor lounge is literally like. You know, like a little marquee, and then like some tables and chairs under the marquee. It's outdoor. Is there any other? Is there any other house as monumental as the Fresh Prince House? I'm trying to think on TV. Is there anything sort of? You know, you said about the lounge being iconic, and mm. It, mm, that's something to think about. A TV house world. that could possibly rival the Fresh Prince of Bel Air mansion. I know we've got the Queen Vic pub in in EastEnders, and you got uh, the house from the Cosby Show. Yeah. That would feel so nostalgic with like being able to, to open up the door and walk into that house. Wow. I wonder if it's an actual house though, it's just a set. It could be, yeah, it could be could actually just be you know what I mean, like a little box room in a TV studio or somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Bill Cosby's it's been carrying on greasy, just date giving date rape drugs to girls and women and fucking around. 
Damn. Allegedly. No, not allegedly. Didn't he get done for that? He's still in prison, isn't he? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure on the latest with the the Cosby saga, but he nah. might still be in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Fucking dirty bastard. Right. Speaking of Fresh Prince. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of dirty bastards. <laughs> it's the old dirty bastard live and uncut. It's music. You wanna get into some music or TV? Um. Can we do sports real quick before we get into music? Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. Did you see the Povetkin and White fight? I did. I did. I did. I saw the. I saw it. I, I thought it was really well put together. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Jim. Catch it. Catch it. Kill it. Bin it. Wash your hands. You're no one else here to catch Corona, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um. I saw the fight. I saw the uh, the undercard as well with the two female boxers. Um, I okay. Thought it, yeah, that was non-stop. But uh, I, I thought it was really well put together. The fact it was outdoors, um, and the fight the fight went on. Povetkin knocked down a few times, and I thought, why? You know, he's he's pushing on. He, he had him. He had him, and then all of a sudden, bam! That left just uppercut came, and just. Just sat him down, and that's 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 the worry when you're in a heavyweight division. As we know, it only takes one punch. I'm not the biggest fan of the heavyweight. Well, I am a fan of the heavyweights, um, and it's only just been interesting the last few years, I would say, uh, with sort of the, the, the free big free, and then the others coming underneath. Uh, and then this was this was a it was heartbreaking for White Man. I'm, it, the rematch is coming along. I think the rematch may be in December, um, and then. I think, you know, he's, he's waited all this time to be the mandatory challenger. To lose like that, mm. it, is, it is a bit heartbreaking. And he's lived, a, he's had a, a full-on lifestyle. I think we spoke about it in a previous pod, his upbringing and, and coming over to London and whatnot and, and being in a number of issues. So, feel for him, but he'll, he'll bounce back, man. And I think he'll beat him on the rematch. I think he'll get him. I mean, shit, man. I don't know what happened. Like you say, any heavyweight can like knock out any heavyweight. It's always a danger. But he seemed to have to fight in under control, man. It seemed like the sixth round was going to be the round where he drops Povetkin, man. Mm. I think it was the sixth or the fifth. And then you just felt like, yo, this is it. Like, Povetkin's going down. And he threw him to just land the uppercut. I was so surprised. But the thing is, when a man gets knocked out, like, I must have messaged Chima the other day to talk to him about... Uh, shout out to Dr. Chima Anya. Um to talk to him about the impact of somebody getting knocked out. Because I thought, you know, I've seen that the rematch has been announced and I thought, it's too soon. Like, the rematch has been announced way too soon after a man getting knocked out. I wondered, like, is there, like, some kind of uh, a residual effect? Like, if you get knocked out, are you safe to, like, get straight back into sparring and to go fighting again? Or should you maybe, like, take a seat? And he basically said, look, man, boxing is not safe in general. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking brutal. Like, and then he, he sent me a link to watch something. Um, I still ain't watched it yet. Um, let me see if I can remember. I don't even remember. Look it up. What it was that he said I should watch. Um, but it's three months now that the rematch has been scheduled for. So it's going to be a three-month break between Povetkin and White 1 and Povetkin and White Two, which you know, maybe that's that's not so bad. He, yeah, it was a funny enough, it was a Will Smith film. Shout out to Will Smith again. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the film called Concussion, and he said, Watch Concussion. 
Um, so maybe that film's going to tell me a little bit about what happens when you get knocked out and, and the recovery process and all this kind of stuff. Or maybe what the dangers are. Um, but yeah, Perfection versus White 2, scheduled for Saturday the 21st of November. I it's mean, November? I thought it was December, my bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think that obviously from watching the first fight, this should be a walk in the park for Dillian, isn't it? But as we can see, Povetkin does have the ability to knock him out. So, mm. so do, you reckon, do you reckon this could be like a, a Andy Ruiz and Joshua situation where like after the first fight when Joshua got beat, the second fight he was like, you know what, let me just do this boxing thing, like pick my punches, duck and weave, you know, and, 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 think- and, and, and just win on points kind of thing. Do you think that mm-hmm. White might think, yo, I've been knocked out by this guy, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna go to Joshua route in the rematch? Nah, I don't think no, I don't I don't, first and foremost. I don't think he's got it in him. Uh, and I don't think he's facing an opponent he would allow that to do. Like Povetkin, you know, man's Olympic champion, he's he's had belts, he's experienced, you know what I mean? He's a seasoned veteran and where Ruiz was obviously had a really good amateur career, and he and, and he got and he got in a in a uh, and in Joshua. Joshua obviously had to fix up and could pick him apart. He's that he's got that distance to sort of keep the jab there in front of him and, and then follow mm, through. White White just bangs, and he's you know he he can box clever. Uh, that's not to say he's going to block box Bryony, but I think in terms of his opponent, he won't be able to do that, and it, it will be it will be a knockdown. It will, you know I can't see it going past. If you, if you and me had a fight, do you think I would have the reach to be able to do to you what Anthony Joshua did to Andy Ruiz? Well, if we was to have a fight, it'd be like, you know when, um, you know that little dog in Scooby-Doo, like the little scrappy dude that goes, let me at him, let me at him, and he just holds his hat, holds him, holds him on the head. <laughs> that's, that's what it would be like with me and you. I'm 5'6", and you're like 6' what? How tall are you, fam? 6'2". That's what I'm saying, time. I would... The one thing, the the one thing I'd have over you maybe is maybe stamina, but you're stronger than me. You're bigger than me. You got longer reach. Uh, what am I gonna do? Bite you? <laughs> Bite man's ankles or something? <laughs> I don't know. You're a fit guy, man. So you could out, like you say, out stamina me. But you could just like run and hide for the first couple of rounds, and then just let me tire myself out taking big swings trying to catch you. And then you know what I mean, just pick me off in the eighth or something when I'm knackered. The eighth, you know, if it's if it's kickboxing and I can use my legs, then because I can I, I I can use my legs probably better than I can use my arms and my you legs. Done, you done a bit of kickboxing? kickboxing? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that? Yeah, I did move. I did move tight in training for like just just this. Sparring and training. Wait, I kick to the face. Multi kick to face. Oh, we can't even say that because he's a rapist, didn't he? You can't even say that lyric. So fuck, what? Fuck, solo four five. The guy that come up with that lyric, oh. he got done for rape, didn't he? I only knew about that lyric from um, Big Nasty, to be honest. No, I this is saying Big Nasty's a rapist. I'm gonna say no, right. no, no. Big yeah. Nasty, the solo solo four five. He come up with that multi kick to face. Okay, I don't even know that, but yeah, I heard I heard about that. Someone was talking about it in the group chat the other day. Yeah, he got um, he got like mad counts of mad counts of rape that solo four five. Anyway, yeah, if I, I was Ryan talking about that, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get back on the martial arts. I want to get back on the the kickboxing or something. So I don't know. I'd, I'd just be like, just try not not to get consumed by you. You just be like, oh yeah, uh, no, you should, bro. Now that you're talking martial arts. 
Um, I'm a big believer in, in, in the martial arts, martial art forms. I think you, you should look for something locally. Yeah, there is. It, there's, there's, there's loads around here, man. There's loads. I went. There's one in South End. That's not too. That's not too near. But um, it's just about going to. I'm gonna wait to see what happens with this lockdown thing. Um, man said he's got my tie game. I didn't even know all this time. I could have just put you in one headlock and you could have given me one my tie kick to the face. Multi kick. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how bendy my legs would have been if you put me in a headlock and you get me down like this my leg would have to go around my body and slap you on the back of your head how would that work well I don't know man you could do it like obviously you're athletic in it so you could find a way to kind of slip and slide and you know yeah, get good. that kick up I've been punched in the face a few times, so I know what it feels like to hold a punch in the face. Like, I've talked about being slapped in the face, but I've definitely held a few stiff ones in the face, pause. Like, I've been, I've been punched in the face in it a few times. <laughs> well, well, don't flip and celebrate it. No, but it's... I've no, it's... been punched in the face a few times. <laughs> no, I'm not celebrating it, but I'm saying I can take a punch. A lot of people... A lot of people... A lot of people and a lot of these young people nowadays have never had a fight, have never had a fair one or have never been punched in the face. So that's why they're carrying weapons or they're just scared. And it's, it's humbling. What's that JMA lyric? Um, no one wants a punch in the face because when you get a punch in the face, it hurts. <laughs> it's true, man. Like, you don't want a punch in the face, but... That just sounded like a dead bar, but, you know, well, fair enough. Yeah. It, well, it I think it was, it's quite formulated. It's the way I said it, obviously, it wasn't as good as he, he would say it, but... Um, if you can take a punch in the face, then it's nothing to worry about. It's like, oh, I've been punched in the face. All right, what else? It's not like I've been stabbed in the bloody neck. Wasn't there a Mike Tyson quote about that? Something like, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Shit, game plan's gone out of the window. Abort mission. Abort. Abort. That's it. But if you can be composed, breathe and... But also, I think if if you're like standing up one to one with someone and they come to you, if you give them a stiff kick to the back of their leg or stiff kick or like you kick out like that instead of using your hands, they're gonna think twice. And also, what's longer, your legs or your arm? Yeah, yeah, your legs, man. And your legs, yeah. So trust me, I'm gonna give you a quick. If you had the uh, if you had the taekwondo, the mai tai, the, the kickboxing, all that kind of stuff is really good for the for the kicks, man. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm get, get back on it. Get back on it. Not not that we're looking to fight. Obviously, we're uh, we're good friends, man. No, nah, it's it, it's better to be a samurai in a garden than a gardener in a war. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Where's that yeah. from? That's I think it's a. Uh, Chinese proverb, Chinese or Japanese, from that part of the world anyway. Talking of Chinese proverbs as well, just on the bio, because I've been reading, I'm reading um, 48 Laws of Power. And, um, oh, that's deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, and this is talking about, uh, at the minute, uh, relating to the Chinese, um, about keeping your enemies, sorry, employing your enemies and having your enemies close, because they will make a better ally than your friends, because your friends will stab you in the back or turn against you where an enemy will prove to you that they're worthy of your friendship and be um, sort of want to repay you back for helping you and whatnot. It's deep, man. Trust me. What? An enemy? Yeah. Making it your, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm trying to find it here now. I'm going to, I'm going to show you the thing. 
I've read the thing. It's really short, isn't it? And um, I think it was long. It's like it's mad long. It's like four hundred seventy. Well, I don't know. I've got the PDF, so I think was that the thing that was written by like a a a general from that part of the world, like a Chinese, a famous Chinese general that that wrote wrote a book and um, and ended up becoming one of these massive kind of like culturally significant things that people take on into different contexts like people don't even use that in war people will use that in business like there'll be businessmen all around the world going into negotiations with this in their mindset the 48 laws of power i need to assert my dominance i need to do this this and that and and all different types of strategies in the book that they can adapt to you know even in sports going to prepare your team for a football game 100% using these strategies things like that it's it's one of those books that you have to read man so yeah it's um it's written by Robert Greene, an American, but he's a, a, a psych, psychologist and he takes historical stories and uses it to back up the laws. And this, the, the one I was talking about is never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use your enemies. I think I got my books confused. I think I was talking about the art of war. Oh, I beg your um, pardon. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I'm not reading the art of war. The art of war is... Um, similar, similar kind of books, I think. Yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll have to. i have to get into that. Uh, that's Sun Tzu. Yeah, Sun Tzu, the, the the Chinese general, right? So, and it's like they're in the same ballpark. I think if you've read one and you liked one, yeah, then you will like the other one. Yeah, I'm gonna um, get that because I finished the Jordan Peterson book, the um, twelve twelve rules to live your life by, or how to improve your life with twelve okay, rules. Okay. And um, you're a big fan of Jordan Peterson, aren't you? I I uh, I don't have a big fan. I do like him. I do like him. I tried to watch this documentary today. But um, for some reason, the stream kept fucking up. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like him. So um, 12 Rules for Life was really interesting. I think people should read that. Um, it's a really good book. I don't think like him very much. Hmm? I don't think feminists like him very much. Yeah, they definitely don't. I was in the pub. Where was I not in the pub? I was drinking in Walthamstow in a, near God's Own Junkyard, you know, near the village. And I was with my friend Pete. And I was chatting to these two girls who were next to us. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book. And they were like, oh... I don't like him. And I was like, ah. I think feminists and trans, transgen, no, trans neutral, neutral, non-gender specific people don't like him. Uh, feminists don't like him. Um, yeah. Feminine men are a bit, no, he's got an interesting talk, thing about men who've got sort of the modern day masculinity and the modern day man and how that's being affected with exposure to femininity and feminine ways and it's true though because you know like you're a product of your environment so if you're constantly in an environment that is politically correct and you're surrounded by women and you you get you'll get your say because you're soaking all of this up and it kind of affects how you are and yeah you might not even know that you're acting in an effeminate way now you know you're, you're maybe not in touch with your manhood Mm. I guess you've got to have the balance. I think it's good to be in touch with your both sides. I think you need a balance, like with anything, but and then you need to know who you are and apply it, you know, apply you know, it's good to be emotion have your emotions there or things that would be typically associated with the feminist way or the woman, you know, the female way. But you know, we all came from women, man. Hey man, balance is is perfect 
in life. Yeah. You know, because none of us are perfect. No. Nope. Some of us are, are very negative people. Some of us are very positive people. Yeah. But you kind of need to balance things out because if someone's so happy and positive all the time, hey, everybody, how are you? It's, it's a bit too much, you know? Yeah, you need that balance, definitely. Especially in the morning, especially at like half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, you're like, fam. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're positive, you've got the good energy and everything, your heart's in the right place, but too much of anything can still be a bad thing. You need balance, isn't it? Mm-mm-mm. That's it, that's and it. Being that's negative it. all the time and being all down in the dumps, oh, it's never going to work, what's the point? But nah, like, come on, man. Be, be a bit more inspired. Try it. Like, you know, if you take an L and you fail, you'll probably learn why you failed. And then next time, maybe you, you'll work out. Yeah. Speaking of L's, taking L's, NBA basketball, just the last sports segment, because I know we sort yeah, of music and then, and then wrap this up. But yeah, um, I don't know if you've been watching it uh, or the highlights, but it's been, it's been good, man. We've got the Lakers against the Utah Jazz. Uh, just had game one. And then we've got uh, which Lakers won and won convincingly, really, and the whole team stepped up, uh, especially Rondo, front guard there. Uh, and then we've got Miami, who I think are 2-0 over Boston. So be interesting to see, man. I mean, everyone's money seems to be on Lakers now. Lakers-Miami final, which will be ironic because he used to play for them. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's good. It's been good to watch the basketball as the playoffs continue. I haven't really caught any of the playoffs, to be honest. Um, the last one I caught was, um, I was watching uh, Giannis's mixtape from last season because he was oh, the 2019-2020 yeah. uh, MVP. So mm. um, they put his little mixtape together and it is absolutely outrageous. Yeah, he got MVP again this year. <sighs> Two years running. But no ring. No, two. You can get all the MVPs, but you got no no playoff ring. You didn't even get to the playoff. You didn't even get to your your Eastern Conference Finals. So who else is in his team though? Because he can't do it alone. No, you can't. But is uh, Rocket Box, yeah. Yeah, he was in the middle of the box. It just to me, it sounds like sounds like a dead team that you wouldn't expect nothing to happen from anyway. Mm, no, they're the good. They got uh, Chris Middleton, who's all right. Uh, Eric Bledsoe's all right. Yeah, the team's all right. The team's like above average. Uh, Kyle Korver, he's a shooter, like ridiculous three-point shooter. But yeah, most most teams nowadays you've got, you'll have two all-star superstars and then a really solid, you know, solid backup or bench. Very rarely will you have big three, like three all-stars, first time, first team, uh, you know, NBA first team, the, the fucking amazing players. And that happened with the Golden State Warriors recently. That happened with Boston in the like late two thousand, uh, mid two thousand ten, eleven, twelve onwards. LeBron James had that, so you know he's good. I mean, Giannis is like massive and he can dribble, shoot, but I'm not the biggest fan of him. Oh, come on, Giannis is my guy, man. I just think his game is so explosive, man. He's amazing. It seems like there's nothing he isn't good at doing. <laughs> winning, winning NBA rings. That's what he's not. Oh. Good at. <laughs> uh, I mean, looking at the conference, like his team topped the Eastern Conference, man. Yeah, so they were, you they know, were 56 matches. Yeah, but then they just bottled it. 
So I think he's moving. I think he's, there's a trade. Uh, he's going to go to either Miami or Golden State, they're talking about. So, I mean, anyway, he will potentially, he will eventually win a ring because the, the sheer size. And he needs to develop. He's only 25. He's still quite young. Um, get used to the league because he's Greek. He's, um, he's Greek of Nigerian descent, I think. So he's got the European game. And then he's obviously got the genetics from his, his family where he's just an absolute beast athletically. So, yeah, it'll be good to see, man. But we're saying LeBron, Lakers, they're doing it for Kobe. Who do you think's going to... Oh, is, is that where you're going now? You're yeah, saying yeah, 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 yeah. The Lakers yeah. are going to win the playoffs. Yeah, Lakers are going to win. I, I was saying that before. I mean, a lot of people said that, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers were going to win because they had... Um, um, Paul George, who was a good scorer, and uh, Kawhi Leonard, who was just like a robot, <laughs> the way he played, cyborg. But um, no, they bottled it as well. Damn. Oh. Winning mentality. You need winning mentality in these things, man. Well, what's up with Steph Curry's team, man? They had um, injuries, and then Kevin Durant left. He's gone to Brooklyn. Mm, he's a good player. So, yeah, he's a really good player. So he's coming back. And they've got Kyrie Irving. So next year will be Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant playing, and then their coach is Steve Nash, who I used to idolise as a point guard, man. He's a fucking phenomenal point guard growing up. So should be good, should be good. But yeah, we'll watch, watch this. Yeah. See what happens, man. What um, happened to, um, just before we move on, what happened to, uh, I thought, I can't remember his name, the short dude with the beard? James Harden. Harden. Yeah, he's... He's, no, he's still playing. He's bottle job as well. So his team is oh. Houston. His team's Houston. And yeah, just, man, the Rockets. Yeah. They're dead. They're not dead. Yeah, well, they just didn't... No, they're, they're really good, but they didn't make it out of the semi-finals. And just the way they play the basketball, they play the sort of... He's quite He's quite a ball hog. And it's a, it's a very heavy shooting team that just shoots threes. So you need, you know... You're relying on a lot on your shooters. You're relying a lot on one man. Well, they had Westbrook as well. So, they potentially yeah, could have got quite far. But, you know, look, only yeah. like Arsene Wenger said, only one team can win win the league. Only one team can win the championship. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, This is it. And they're not in the position to be that team. Neither are the Bulls. Look at that 11th in the Eastern Conference, man. Bulls are dead. Yeah, no, but they're rebuilding. That's what I like about the NBA. Like, after a few years, there's a side, you know, another team will take over and do well. It's not like in football where there's a constant dominance of the the most the richest teams. It's players get traded, you get drafts, you get the best players coming out of university, you get the best players coming out of now Europe. There's a there's a massive influx of European players. Um Yeah, like I, I think said, the smaller teams get uh, a priority pick as well, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get entered in the draft. Yeah. Which is great. If if something like that existed in football, then you know the smaller teams would have a much bigger chance. But then the whole system is different, isn't it? Because you don't get relegated if you finish bottom of the Western Conference in the NBA. You're still in the league. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing about you don't get relegated. But um, that's why this keeps ticking over. The bottom teams can potentially move to the top. Um, you get franchises which are etched in history, like the Lakers, um Miami less so. Boston definitely so in history. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bulls, other than Jordan era, 
That's yeah. in a hell of an era, though. Come on, man. Yeah, two three-peats, man. That's yeah. sort of unheard of in, in recent times. But it'll be good, man. I'm watching the basketball. Got the boxing. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up with music or TV before we before we fly out. What have you been watching on TV, man? My wife and I have been watching I May Destroy You. I don't know if you've heard about that. We spoke about it some time ago. Um, yeah, shout people. out to Councillor Caltum. Uh, she was... Uh... A huge fan of, of that show. Yeah, I'm um, a bit late on this, but um, so it's Michaela Cole, Cole who wrote it, and she uh, she also did some other things um, with uh, was it Bubblegum? But anyway, basically, this is about rape and sexual exploitation. And wow, I sexual... watched like two episodes. I didn't see none of that. Just give it time, man. It's it's really good, man. It is. Good. It gets better. It definitely gets better as it develops. Um, yeah, there's, it's, there's, uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but it's, it's full on, man. It's full on. Um, so I've been watching that, and then I was watching Lovecraft Country, which I can't really get into. Uh, it's a bit, bit hit and miss with Sky about the, uh, the ghosts and the, and the aliens and the wizards and the, the clan and the, you know, uh, civil rights movement and stuff. So. Wow. Yeah, and I need to watch the Rated Awards. I haven't watched that yet. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, man. Um, TV-wise, uh, I've watched um, the Rough Rider Chronicles with like Swiss Beats and DMX and them like, all coming out. That was fucking dope on BET. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch that. Um, the, uh, the, the Boys, which is like another one of them superhero shows. Season two just started. I didn't even watch season one. It's an Amazon original. So I've logged on to Amazon. I've watched the first episode. Started a bit slow. I didn't really, really get that far into it. But then, you know, I'm a bit particular with my TV shows. So maybe people enjoy it. Um, yeah. The boys. Uh, Power Book 2. Um, I'm just loving to see Mary J. Blige in that, you know. And Method Man as well. Method Man's he's, he's playing a, a, a wily solicitor. Okay. And um and Mary J is is playing like um you know like a matriarch like a hardened kind of not not like a mafia chick but like the head of a family that is um uncompromising and you know yeah she she's very convincing in that role man she's dope. Okay. This carries on from Ghost when he's is it when he's younger or is it just like a, is it is it a prequel to Power? Um, it, it's literally carrying on the story. So when Power ended, they kind of showed a little preview of what you're talking about, right? Like the prequel. Yeah. Um, but Power Book 2 isn't that. Power Book 2 is a continuation of the Power story. Okay. So he literally picks up right where Power, uh, Power 1 left off, but Ghost is dead. So this is like the whole new chapter of Power now, Book 2. Right. And it focuses so on Ghost's kid. Sorry for any spoilers if people are still watching Power. And, uh... <laughs> Didn't even say spoiler, did we? Either? Just gave the whole shit away. Anyway, I was not watching, not watching that. Yeah, like, and at the start, I this guy gets two, shot. Man. That was so oh. whack, man. Power was so dead. Oh, Calvin, man. Rob, it was just the dead. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. So dead. Sorry, Since man. the man watching Lovecraft Country, whatever that is. Well, <laughs> speechless. <laughs> speechless. In it, if power's dead, what's that? 
Well, I think I'd rather watch the rated awards to be honest with you. Yeah, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Oh, you didn't you didn't peep it? No, I saw some highlights. I saw um Dizzy do uh do a set and that was it. So I need to sit because yeah. it's like two hours long. You know what? At first that's what I watched. I watched the Dizzy sets and because uh, they put up some little snips on their on their Instagram and Dizzy killed it, man. But when oh, you watch the whole show, bro, it is absolutely amazing. They've really put together a really polished, clean looking award show and they did it in a way that was um you know uh social distancing compliant mm. uh, you know everyone's two meters apart and staff there's no crowds of people nice uh, which is you know for an award show you kind of want a studio audience and you want to see them applauding and yeah 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 you want the reaction so, yeah there's a bit of a lack of atmosphere when someone's winning an award it's <laughs> <just> quiet <laughs> You know, you got to work with the times. They've done what they had to do. And they, I think it's absolutely amazing. I'm so happy to we, see Posty. Um, Posty was looking clean as well. He came in and he did a little speech in, like, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a black suit with some, some sharp looking shoes. I said, shut up. Is that how Posty's going on? Bro, he's looking clean. I'm telling you, um, I thought it was live. The dopest thing for me was they would have they had these little cutaways. They cut to like some little like little performances right yeah so they had George the Poet doing a bit he's um, the, he does everything he's bloody everywhere he's on all the adverts and he's amazing isn't he yeah he's like, like people that know about him from back in the day when he was just putting stuff up on his YouTube his mm. stuff was incredible but like he, he was he seemed like he was way ahead of his years way ahead of time um, so it's nice to see someone like him being highlighted on a platform like this um, Kano, but when you make sure you, you message in the group chat when you see this Kano thing, I don't even want to talk too much about it. But you is have it the, um, the teardrops? I need to watch it. The video teardrops, I don't even know, but he's in a car, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Oh man, yeah, people listening, if you just search rated awards, R A T E D, um, just part of Grime Daily, if you're not familiar, it's basically an award ceremony just within our scene and and I said this ages ago I said this is better than the mobiles and it's big it'll be bigger than the mobiles man potentially it's, it's no it, it is it, it like because the, the thing about the mobiles is it's very poppy like, yeah it's a very mass appeal type of event but mm. the, the 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 rated awards isn't focused on mass appeal it's literally just something for the grand daily audience something for you know the underground Rap scene. I can't even say underground because these guys all have tens of millions of hits on their videos. Yeah, it ain't underground no more, man. This is this is this is what makes me happy. Where you and I, the only bit of rap music we would listen hear in a week would be Friday and Saturday night Westwood, two seven nine on a Friday, um, uh, the Chubby Kids on Kiss, 
Um, and then, like, radio-wise, that was it. Then we'd have to get, like, Napstar to download uh, Clue tapes and Clue mm. freestyles. And, like, if we, if we had a Clue freestyle or a Clue tape, it was a rarity. So now, and the only bit of hip-hop we used to see was Onyx on um, Top of the Pops or bloody... Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, you get me? If we didn't before MTV, then we had MTV raps, and but now the kids have got fucking everything, fam. It's just—it's it's beautiful to see the progression. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Wish that we had it, and we didn't have to struggle. But you know, we had to struggle so that they didn't have to, innit? Yeah. No, I like the struggle. I liked—I like going out, finding the CDs, sharing tapes, like you, Nicholas, um, Dean at school, like all the man them at school. We we we. We'd share albums, we'd talk hip-hop. The Source. Yeah, The Source, Vibe, Double XL. Yeah, this is even before Double XL, way before Double XL, I'd say. Double XL was a lot later, I think. True. It meant something. Like, not saying it don't mean nothing now, but it was to go out and buy, like, a mob You had to go. You had to be a connoisseur, that's what it was. Because you had yeah. to really look for it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you can't it. walk into, into, like, your local record shop and everything's just there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, the stuff was in stores, but it just wasn't at the front. Like, you know what I mean? You have yeah, to you go, have to go all the, the way to the back. Section. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to quickly whiz through the... Um, Music, yeah. The, the award winners. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, so track of the year went to I Don't Know, which was by T. Wayne yeah. and Stormzy... And I think someone else was on that track as well. Dachavelli, that's uh, okay. Steph London's brother. Yeah, I like Dachavelli, man. I wanted him to win something still. He's, he's going he's hard. hard. He's hard. He's very uh, hard. Producer of the year, J5. Yeah. I was very happy to see that. Video of the year, H and AG, AJ Tracy. I've forgotten the name of the song. Rain. It's probably Rain, Rain yeah. you're talking about. Rain. To be <laughs> fair, the, the video was very, it was very well produced, I thought. Yes, it's, it's, I think it was more for, it was shot in America because um, um, Tay, I think it's Tay Keith did the beat. He's an American producer. I watched the making of it. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good video, man. It's, it's, it's straightforward. It's like, you know, straightforward. No, it looks, it looks nice. I think I, I was quite happy with that to win video of the year. It's very creative. Um, DJ of the year, Kenny Allstar. Yeah, that's, that's straightforward. Presenter of the year, Chunks. Yeah, did you see his missed penalty? Did you see the uh, the football game, the uh, international? So you know they did for charity. They did England versus rest of the world, okay. and Mo Mo Gilligan, the comedian, was captain for the rest of the world. And it had Patrick Evra, it had uh, Silvestri, it had um, who else was playing? I think Young uh, Philly was in there as well. Wasn't yeah, it? Young Philly, Wes Brown. Um, there were some ballers playing. Joe Cole. Anyway, there was a penalty shootout, and Chunks had the last penalty. And this guy fucking spooned it over the bar, bro. He was like, oh. So on one oh. side, he was, he was sad, but he won, he won the personality of the year. So I'm happy for him. Them guys are gonna huge be on, personality. They're yeah. going to be on mainstream TV within less than a year. Watch. If Maya oh, Jammer could be on mainstream TV, these guys can definitely be on mainstream TV. Oh, she's got a sign on Netflix now. She's, she's, um, she's That's active. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But Chunks, Chunks is, uh, he's got signed by Sky Sports as well now. Yeah, he's he's lit. He's sick. And the other guy, Young Philly, they're both, they're both really good. Yeah, both of them have been on Sky Sports doing stuff for a little. I think yeah. on the Sky Sports YouTube, but now Chunks is going to be officially on. That's Sky what I'm saying. Sports like I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Going out but on set top boxes all around the country. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
it's possible. Any, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Oh yeah! Shout out to Trunks. He deserves it. I think he's he's definitely the best up and coming person. Repping for the repping for the Marlies as well. You know, there's not really many Somali yeah. representatives. So he's yeah, he's, re- he's repping for the Marlies then. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be a whole Somalian community coming through under that Trunks kind of banner. Hopefully he can build something for the for them mm. and people. There's one Somalian comedian that corrects me up. I forget his name. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully the man can link up. And um yeah, go on. album of the year, Jay Huss Big Conspiracy. Yeah. Which is dope because I thought that is definitely, definitely the most musical album to drop. Mm, mm. And the fact that J5 won Best Producer of the Year and he produced that album, it all makes sense. Um so shout out to Jay Huss. Um he likes his Fanta with no heist. <laughs> Uh, and then the Legacy Award went to Dizzy Wasper. Makes sense, makes sense. There's loads more awards, but these, these I think, were the main ones that I picked out. Anyway. Nice, 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 nice. nice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I need to set aside. I might watch it tomorrow when Andrew's sort of having a nap and I'll just read through it. Um, leads us nicely onto the music, man. Um, me, personally, I haven't listened to a whole lot of brand new new. Um, I was looking out for the Joyner Lucas and the Action Bronson albums, which were scheduled to drop yesterday, but they didn't drop. Um, I think Action Bronson's been pushed back to the 25th. Uh, I'm not sure on the date for Joyner Lucas. But um, I did catch the B.O.B. albums. You catch that? No, I'm not really. I can't. No, I didn't catch any B.O.B. I can't tell you the last B.O.B. record I heard. I know he's, I know he's good, but it doesn't really go to someone I'd, I'd gravitate towards. Is it good? He's one of those rappers, like, he's one of those rappers where you might not know all of his songs and you might not know all of his albums, but when his song comes on, you like it and you're like, yeah, this is dope, you know? And um, this album, Somnia, it's a 10-tracker, but it's short and sweet and it's so reloadable. And mm. currently, it's got my favourite song on there, uh, which is a song called Black Mirror. And um, it, I think this firmly fits in the realm of being, like, bass music and also alternative rap music but it's done in a mainstream kind of way. He's got big crits on the feature. Um, always like hearing a bit of big crit on there. Yeah, yeah. See, I'd, I'd, I'd compare them as quite the same. Then. Like, not the same, but um, two artists where I know they're amazing. And whenever I hear them, I'm like, yeah, I need to check them more. But I just never get around to checking it. But I'm, I'm going to check out this B.O.B. album. B.O.B. Somnia. Somnia. I, I highly recommend that. I'm giving that a solid four pints. Um, and you know what? I think the more you listen to it, it could, could end up getting a fifth point, you know? Nice, nice, nice. Um, let me go. We'll go a little back and forth then, if that's all right, with the music. Uh, yeah. Conway the Machine. Now, I was thinking about this today. I think that um, Griselda are the most consistent label since bloody, well, maybe even even Rockefeller or Loud or something. Like, can you... I can't think of another label that's just dropped consistent project after project after project, whether it's Benny, whether it's Conway, whether it's all three. They've just had that um, new eyes, the Armani, what's her name? Uh, Armani Caesar. So she's the first female on there. But you need to check out Armani Caesar, man. She is ticking all the boxes, but she does it all. Okay, okay. Fucking, uh, she's, she's just dropped an album called The Liz, which I've not heard. But this Conway, I'm giving this Conway five pints. Woof. I'm giving it, it's, 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 it's got everything. It's got uh, the track with Method Man on there, which you probably heard before. 
Uh, it's got uh, beats by um, Rock Wilder and Eric Sermon. That's a real deep song. Um, it's got beats by um, Murder Beats, like for the type of strip club record, even though he's talking Grease. It's got uh, Freddie Gibbs on there, bruv. The record with Freddie Gibbs, man. Gangsta Gibbs, ho. Fucking sick, bruv. Absolutely sick with their singing. I've done a lot of things that I regret. Like, it's really good album. It's a solid project. And also, because he's such a lyricist, he's trying different things. He's talking about um, Machine Gun Black, who passed away, like the family member or friend who passed away. He's talking lyrics. He's talking real-life relationships. He's It's a real good album. Solid, solid, solid album. And I can't fool it. And it, it get it gets better and better each time, the, uh, the listen as well. So, five... Pizzaints. Wow. What do you think of the one with the Havoc on there called Juvenile? Yeah, that beat, bruvs. Yeah. Alludes to the Lloyd Banks. Being influenced by Mob Deep and Havoc, what he did back in the day. So Havoc Havoc did the beat. uh, And uh, Havoc did the beat and he does the hook. But Lloyd Banks' verse on that, fucking hell. Lloyd Banks' verse alone is worth a couple shots. You get me? Like, to, okay. to up it to five points it's, it's a real sick verse man and then okay. Method Man um, does really well Dej Loaf you know what you're getting with uh, um, the, El Cam- the El Camino we singing on the Forever Dropping Tears that's the uh, Eric Sermon beat that's mm. um, it's got everything man it's, it's a, I can't fault it like I'm, pro- I'm proper bred in it I, I listened to it the other day when I went for a run and I've been listening I've been listening to it every day on my commute as well so Talk about reload value. Five pints for Conway the Machine from a king to a god. Go on. Yeah, man. Um, I wouldn't personally give five pints myself, but uh, I can see why you're so excited by it, man. Um, although I'm going to contest your uh, most consistent label since Rockefeller, and I'm going to throw TDE in there. Releases from Schoolboy Q, Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Scissor, Isaiah Rashad, Absol. Okay. Mm, that's just more people, though. Is it as good, though? No, you said about the same amount. And you said all right, all right. See, see, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Mm. And, and is it as good? Like, the yeah, it is, classic yeah, albums that Kendrick has done by himself? Free, yeah, free classic albums. And if you, and if you check out... School the J-Rock boy. album, Scissor. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Woo-hoo. West Coast. I was on my East Coast bias there. I was on my, I was on my, <laughs> back, I was on my backpack. Hey, yo. Uh, also, it's good to hear Beat Butcher. Some of the beats that Beat Butcher's done on this project, and the way he flipped, makes it sound like a sample, but he's actually playing the instrumentation. Ridiculous. Come on, man. Shout out to Butcher. You know what you're going to get when he gets on the beats. Yeah. Um, street heat. Can I talk about this pot of paper... It feels like a mixtape. It's bloody 24 songs long, so you could call it a mixtape. It's, it's all original records. Um, few hooks in between. Um, it's not really hook heavy, and when it is hook, when he has done hooks, it's sort of just him uh, just putting like a little four bar, eight bar in the, as the hook, if that makes sense. Um, training day three. So he's come out of prison. Uh, he was caught up in some country lines trafficking, drug dealing thing, and he's been away, but he's hungry, man. He's 
he's I think he's one of them rappers where it just go you know you just press record and you just rap and rap and rap and just goes on, goes on, goes on and um I really liked it. Very cruddy. Uh really good. Yeah, decent project man, very hard, very hard. You're talking about training day three, yeah. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very hard. And it's it is a mix of some of the stuff it sounds like he did before he went away, maybe, or that was unfinished. And then some some other records that are a bit more polished. You can tell in the maybe in the mix down and in his voice. Um, and he shot a video as well recently uh, where he's all suited and booted with this like diamond grill in his mouth. And they flipped a sample of the Weekend and Drake record um, that the Weekend and Drake did. Where he's singing. So check out Pot of Paper Purpose. And that was. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it doesn't. Hard. It doesn't list any features on there apart from no, the track with Mover. Is, is it just him going? Bro, it's him just spraying a thousand bars about shooting and trafficking and just crud. <laughs> trap bars, right there. Yeah, super um, crud. Proper believable trap bars. So yeah, Barkin's finest. Um, something a little bit different from trap bars. Public enemy are making mm. a comeback. I'm going to say that again for those that didn't hear me in the back. Public Enemy are making a comeback. Now, they dropped a single, Fight the Power. The Fight Fight the Power Remix 2020, which features Nas, Rhapsody, and Oof. Black Thought. Sick. I'm going to download that now. Bro, fucking amazing. Like, literally, the original Fight the Power beat and then just put those lot on there. And the tune bangs, as you would imagine, right? Of course. And they've got a new album dropping, man. The new album is coming. By the time we record, the new album will be out. By the time we come back, it's coming on the 25th of September. And I'm just excited to see what they're going to say. I know I've gone a little bit off script here because this wasn't in notes, but... No, no, go for it. I just got excited uh, at the prospect that this is going to drop because I don't even know the last time Public Enemy released the album, man. Um... And we can see the track listing. It's all greyed out on uh, Apple Music because the album's not out yet. But, mm. uh, yeah, I, I'm excited, man. Ice T's on there. That's old school. DJ Premier. Oh, yeah, I think this whole album is produced by DJ Premier. Ooh. And it's going to have Cypress Hill on there as well. Hello. Hello. Let's go, innit? Might have to get that in. Might have to get that in. Um, that's it for music. There's so much music. I can't really die well yeah uh, I know you're going to check out John Lucas and Action Bronson I just downloaded uh, someone from Manchester that I like a lot XP uh, he's like a grime rapper it's XP Burst Gang sounds like um, from a computer game yeah XP he's got a song called Paul Scholes so, and he's ginger and he's from Manchester so you know Paul Scholes uh, best midfielder we've uh, arguably ever produced so Cause yeah, yeah, you can say that, man. Can say I that. think so. I think so. I think him, Gerard, Paul Gascoigne. So anyway, football talk aside, we'll say that for playoff. So much music to get into. I'm going to go for a run tomorrow, and I'm going to get into that BLB and listen to more. Uh, Griselda, listen to that uh, that chick I was telling you about, man. Um, the new Griselda signing, yeah, yeah. That label yeah, yeah. seems to be going from strength to strength. So, yeah, it's going to be worth checking it out and seeing what they're doing next. I do like that Derringer production, and the artwork is always really fly on the Griselda releases. Um, and like you say, they're hella consistent, man. 
uh, stuff that Benny's doing and Westside Gun as well. Like, oh, they're killing it, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Good music, good hip hop. That's what we're about on Beer Rap and Banner. No beer today. I'm going to save the beers tonight for the Arsenal game. Um, I've, I've not been drinking caffeine. I just wanted to mention that as well. I've, uh, I've tried to cut out tea and coffee this week. So far, so good. So far, so good. Okay. Do you do you feel any different? Do you feel lethargic for not having had your morning coffee, or are you actually getting to a place where you've been drinking more water to replace it, so you feel revitalized? Or yeah, probably probably the latter. I'm I'm still smashing through the uh, the chili bottles of water, um, but I'm just not getting into the routine of having a cup of tea when I get in at work at eight, and then having a cup of tea at lunch, and then when I get in at night having a cup of tea or coffee. So I've been just been drinking rooibos, non-caffeine like tea. I need to get on the green tea. But I'm going to give it a go for another week or two, see if there's any real um, benefits that I've noticed. I know there are benefits, obviously, having caffeine out of your system is obviously the main benefit. But mm. I just thought I'd say that. And, uh, yeah, but I'll still drink a, a beer or two tonight. Why not? Why not? It is the Arsenal. Um, I'm going for a solid 2-0. One from Aubameyang, one from Lacazette. Let's go, Arsenal. I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1. Aubameyang. I've got him as cap- captain, so hopefully Aubameyang hat-trick because I didn't have Calvert-Lewin in my team today and he's done a mad one. So, yeah. Honestly, he's the first one I'm thinking I need to put him in my team straight away um, because this Hamas Rodriguez has changed everything forever, hasn't he? Yeah, he played well today, man. He got a few goals and assists and stuff. Mate, he's changed everything. That's Everything's it. different. All, all ever and assets are up for review now. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But um, I'm going to sign off. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man. You know who it is. It's your boys from Beer Rap and Banter. You can get us on at Beer Rap Bants on the socials. Make sure you get involved. We've got the BRB League popping off. We've got the, the videos going up on the socials. Join, in the, join the league. And join the conversation. I don't even know the league pin off the top of my head. I'm telling people to join the league. But, you know, there it is. The league pin is, if you're into fantasy football, the league pin is... No, I've lost it. I've deleted it. I've got it. I've got it somewhere. There we go. I've got it. I've got it. IE24U0. Yeah, my bad. I've got that, yeah. India Echo 24 Uniform 0. And big up Nate, who's top of the league for this week. But we shall see if it continues. It won't be me this week because I've done poop. But anyway, football talk aside. The the crud that he was talking on on the socials, like people are going to be coming for his neck, man. So he ain't going to be top of the league for much longer, I tell you. Uh, He deserves it. When you're top, when you're top, you've got to make make the most of it. But yeah. That's it. That talk, man. When you're on the top. Wicked cow. All right, brother. You smashed it, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm going to say goodbye. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Enjoy the podcast. No doubt. Peace. Peace.